This episode is sponsored by Dewey's Corner Pub. Visit Dewey's Corner Pub for great drink specials, delicious food, and awesome music and entertainment. With the city's best DJs, karaoke night, open mic night, and much more. Dewey's Corner Pub is located at 812 North Piedra Street in El Paso, Texas. This episode is also sponsored by the El Paso Wing Factory. The El Paso Wing Factory is a family-friendly restaurant located in the Five Points area specializing in wings, craft beer, and great times. Visit the El Paso Wing Factory at 801 North Piedra Street, Suite 2. Please follow Dewey's Corner Pub and the El Paso Wing Factory on Instagram and Facebook for updates and additional info. This episode is also brought to you by Beats Nonstop Audio Rental. If you're looking for some serious sound, look no further. If interested, please message Beats Nonstop on Facebook at Beats Nonstop. What up, y'all? On this episode, we got the homie David Benavides, Chef David Benavides. Real quick heads up. On this episode, David actually cooked live on the show. So there's just a couple things I want to give you a heads up on. We, uh, at some point, when he starts cooking, we move the mic. So we're kind of moving around a lot. And, uh, and there's times where I'm not necessarily talking directly to him because he's busy cooking for a couple minutes. You can hear the sizzle of the grease. So there's that as well. So I hope it doesn't bug you guys too much. Some of you might mind. Some of, some of you might not give a fuck. But I did want to give you a heads up. So it's a very different episode. A first for Sweet Jesus Radio, which is really cool. But it does have some, some little sound issues. And if you watch the video whenever I put that out, you're going to notice that as well. Because I had to move the camera a couple times. But besides that, great episode. He's uh, sharing just a, a ton of stories. Stories about just cooking in different cities, states, cooking for high-profile celebrities like Scarlett Johansson, Robert De Niro, cooking with uh, high-profile and famous chefs as well. And I even try the dish that he made me on the show towards the end, chicken cassoulet, I believe it's called. He's also got some pop-ups coming up for Valentine's Day, and I believe also another one in February. We'll go ahead and post the links and all the information when I post the episode, but uh, he's going to do a pop-up pop up at 501 Bistro, I believe, San Carlos building. So just be on the lookout for that. All right. I hope you enjoy the show. Sweet Jesus Radio. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Sweet Jesus Radio. I'm your host, Sweet Jesus. My guest today, he's an amazing chef. He's made his mark here in El Paso. He's gone out of town, multiple locations. He's cooked for celebrities, high-profile celebrities. And uh, he hit me up, wanted to be on the show. Of course, I said yes. He's a buddy of mine. And I know he's been doing his thing just from the social media. I want to welcome to the show the homie David Benavides. Hey, thanks a lot, man. It's great to be on. What's up, man? How's your day so far? Well, so far, it's pretty cool. You know, I had a day off today. You know, it's it's nice and cold, nice chilly soup weather. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, the weather today, it actually, it's been pretty warm for, <laughs> considering it's freaking um, January, middle of winter, but today it rained. It, it sprinkled a little bit. 
Yeah, so that wasn't the, that bad. Nice. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, man. We needed it, you know, because it's been pretty freaking kind of hot <laughs> during the noon, uh, you know, for January. Yeah, man, it's been really dry. I've been running out of lotion, man. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little ashy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just to, just so the listeners know, I have no idea when I'm going to drop it. It's going to definitely be before Valentine's, and you'll know why here in just a bit. But yeah, the day we're talking about is January 16th, that day that it rained a little bit. And it's probably going to get back to being warm again tomorrow. So, who knows? But yeah, listeners, just a quick backstory. David, uh, this, this is the homie. You know, again, I've I've seen his adventures through social media, and we're gonna get all into all the details. But I just kind of wanted to give you a little bit of a backstory and who he is. And he hit me up. And he's been seeing, he's been seeing me dropping these these episodes. He hit me up. He thought it'd be a great platform to to talk about his upcoming projects and events that he's got coming up. So that's what we're gonna do. Uh, just real quick, man. Um, you t- I typically. I'd like, to, I'd like to talk, of course, we're going to talk about the stuff you got going on, but I like to talk about a little bit of everything, you know what I mean? And uh, do you, Did we meet through Colton? Yeah, that's right. We met through Colton. Okay. So just tell the listeners real quick who Colton is. Well, uh, <laughs> you used to manage his rap group. It was uh, The Undead. Undead, which turned into Secret Levels. Yeah, he, he spun it off, to, uh, and he's doing a couple of different things now. Yeah. He's an amazing talent, an amazing talent. And uh, they were a rowdy group. Yeah. Back in the days, like as a matter of fact, the last time I saw you, you were involved in some crazy on-stage brawl at the end of the show. So oh, yeah. that tells you how crazy that group is. So I'm trying to remember. Yeah, so it was. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it was a really fun. It was a really was fun a, time back yeah, then. Good, good night. Yeah, Colton. Man. Colton is the man. Uh, he was uh, really gracious super, super and, talented and he uh he hosted me nice in, in austin which we'll get uh, we'll, we'll yeah, talk about a we'll little definitely bit later, but that's just how we met listeners just to let you know and aside from that just tell listeners uh listeners a little bit about yourself man just some of your background real quick we'll get into the the chef stuff too but just you know where you're from and just for those that may not know you know what i mean yeah well first of all i really do want to thank you man for having sure, me my pleasure thank man. you for having this platform for I'm us move uh, the mic real quick for us local cats and um you know, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, a lot of cool things going on this month. Hell yeah. You know, we got a couple of I got a couple of good catering gigs coming up that I want everybody to know about. Every I want everybody to go to if they can. You know, support local business, support local artists and stuff. Hell yeah! And I'm very humble to be on since I'm a chef. You know, I really don't consider myself an artist but you know i do have uh some talent and and yeah. i like to share it with everybody especially uh people like you and me people you know that are in our demographic Hell yeah. know, i really want to uh you know share the the you know the knowledge and yeah. and the experiences that i've had and uh yeah, it's good, really fun to do bunch. these <laughs> it's really fun to do these pop-ups i love doing pop-ups for valentine's day this is going to be my fifth one okay so i've i started doing them back in 2013 2013 we did it at um 501 and we called it tournée and it was like a little french style french inspired pop-up and then since then i've done them at a couple of other places you know for some really awesome so you got some pop-ups coming up right um the just so for those the the few people that might not know what exactly do you mean by pop-up or what exactly is it you know i'm assuming you're showing up at some some place that you don't own per se but you're showing up and and just cooking up something marvelous yeah yeah we're putting together a a prefee menu and a pop-up what it is is um it's an event that happens 
maybe for one night. Some people right. do them for a weekend. I mean, I've heard of month-long pop-ups. And usually you think, oh, well, is it a gallery or, you know, some kind of fashion thing? Yeah. But, uh, you know, restaurant pop-ups restaurant happened pop-up. and, and happens and... You know they're they're pretty cool. Uh, I haven't seen too many of them here in El Paso, um, so that's why I think it's really awesome. Yeah, that's to, why I wanted to kind of just to make sure we explain it to to the listeners just in case because yeah. I'm sure they've heard the word pop up, but even I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, yeah. You know, restaurant pop up. So. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll have a nice themed dinner, and Valentine's Day, um, one of my favorite holidays. You know, as a kid, I loved Valentine's Day not just because. I had a crush on every girl in class, oh, but shit. because of the chocolate, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty fun to put these um, put these dinners together. Yeah, and, let's uh, let's talk about those the pop ups just so for those that may not listen all the way through or you know for whatever reason, yeah, let's kind of promote the the upcoming events, the upcoming pop ups you got before we get into anything else, man. Before we get into the stories. Well, first off, we're doing uh, one, and when I say we, I mean. Me and my girl, Ana Gabriela Delgado. We're doing one at Galeria Lincoln. All right. And this is going to be the grand opening. I had the pleasure of doing the soft opening. Um, I did a nice uh, little charcuterie table for them. What are they opening? Really, really awesome cats. Um, Tino Ortega, for sure, has is, is been really cool. It's a restaurant? Uh, to work with. It's actually or a, ga- a gallery. Or gallery, right? It's a gallery. It's an art gallery. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. That's and then true. the address is... 3915 Rosa. 3915 Rosa Street in the Lincoln District. Yes. And Old Sheep... Uh, I'm sorry. I think it's Old Sheepdog Brewery. Uh, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but they're a brand new brewery that just opened up in that district, right. and the gallery is right across the street. Right. They've done an amazing transformation on a little old building that nature took over, oh, and now it looks amazing. It's super clean. They've got some really good art on the walls, and uh, they're having their grand opening February 8th, oh, yeah. and um, they're going to be having some food trucks, you know, some local artists oh, okay. and some complimentary food in the in the kitchen that I'm supposed to take care of. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be really super local. And, uh, you do you know, know what so, you're making or is it supposed to be a surprise? Well, you know, I, I like to do things super seasonal. Okay. So whatever's ready in the garden that day, I'm going to go and snag it up and, you know, keep it fresh. Some Hell nice, yeah. clean, healthy bites. Hell yeah. All right, all right, all right. Cool. So that's for the grand opening. And yeah, that's going to be the grand right. opening. So stay tuned. Is there, uh, you know, hopefully there's an event page and the people can, uh, you know, look. Yeah, into go that. into go to the uh, to the Instagram account, and it looks like it's uh, Galleria underscore Lincoln. Okay. And uh, they have their flyer up there. Okay. They've been doing there some really cool stuff. So if you need a pause and uh, write that shit down, do that. And then we have a, a Valentine's Day pop up. Right? Yeah, the Valentine's Day pop up. Something I'm really, really excited about. Like I said, I'm very passionate about Valentine's Day and having the freedom to do my own menu and, you know, keep it super, super local and uh, super seasonal, you know, because that's what high end cooking is all about. Hell yeah. You know, uh, I don't do a lot of um, planning when it comes to these menus. I like for whatever's in season, apply my classical French techniques to Hell those yeah. uh, to those ingredients, Dang. you know, make it taste good, make it smooth. For the, <laughs> I'm just saying, man, because that's out of my. I mean, I know my shit to a degree, but you know, I'm just I want to check it out. 
that's I think that's where we're gonna end up end up going for Valentine's, man. Yeah, you uh, you know you can um, you can give uh, Candice or Anthony a call down there at five zero one, and they'll take oh, yeah. care of you. They'll take your reservation. Hell yeah! And, uh, and so, yeah, hopefully hopefully it goes well. What we're gonna do is uh, a three course dinner. We might have a little little uh, glass of champagne, nice. you know, at the, uh, once you get there. And what I'm gonna do is a uh, so first a first course will be something shareable, okay. you know, something nice and sensual. You can oh, you can kind of get interactive <laughs> with your uh, with your date, hopefully. And if you don't other. have a date, it's okay. You know, we all love food. We'll sit you at the bar. Don't worry about it. There we'll, you give go. You, we'll give you the you can uh, same person like. price. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so yeah, we'll have a. You nice... comfortable there, man? You need more room? Not no, to interrupt man. you. Oh, you're yeah, good. No, or you want to push this up a little bit? You're good. Yeah. I'm, I'm straight. If you want, you can push it up a little bit more. There you go. Cool. There we go. Oh yeah. All right, so, man. Any other details that we need to know, or were you about to get into that? That I know. Yeah, I was about to. I was about to tell you about uh, the second course. Okay. So first course will be oh, a share, right, and then the right. second course will be the main, the entree. And the entree will have a vegetarian option. Well, actually, vegan option. Ooh, ooh, you know, kind of like that. Yeah, we've got a lot of vegans here in El Paso. A lot of people are making the smart choice and jumping over and. And doing that healthy stuff and you know i don't think i could ever go that direction myself you know just because I, I like to cook with a lot of animal fats a lot of butter yeah. a lot of dairy products and stuff classical french cuisine has a lot in that and that's you know vegan goes all my, the way huh yeah vegan vegan's fun vegan's clean and healthy it's a good challenge actually vegan food is a lot more interesting than the classical food that I usually cook because you get to do a lot of different compositions. You get to play to the seasonality, play to whatever's available, and that's just the best tasting stuff at the time anyway. So man. so vegan's a good, vegan's a good getting thing. Getting excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. And then third course, we're, I'll, I'll give that away. We're going to do a chocolate right. board. So we're going to have... Oh, shit. So instead of having like a cheese board, we're going to do a chocolate board. I haven't seen that done yet. Oh, yeah. So it's going to have a couple different variations, a couple different um techniques you know different ingredients um, and uh we'll have some nice chocolate bark you know maybe some chocolate dipped fruit maybe some chocolate truffles some chocolate ganache so as, so as you can tell listeners he knows what he's talking about so oh, just yeah. in case you haven't heard of david you have now if you're listening make sure you hit up these events any other details on oh, those events so that we got to make sure we make the the people aware of before we move on well, I think that um, if you go to the uh, social media pages, if you're uh, if you're familiar with uh, Five Hundred One Bistro, oh yeah, they're gonna have the location stuff. wise, yeah, Five Hundred One yeah. Bistro, which is San Carlos building, right? It's the San Carlos Corner building, of home Texas of La Campbell. Parada. La Parada. And also, a lot of people just call it that. They're like, La, La Parada place. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, I know where La Parada, La Parada is. Yeah, it's the San Carlos building. Campbell um, in Texas. You'll, I, it, I mean, you'll find a lot of cool stuff there. You know, there's, yeah. a, there's an awesome record store in there, a nice tattoo shop. And then you can go to lunch Monday through Friday there at uh, at the restaurant. And the homie Larry Overstreet makes T-shirts out of there as well. Yeah, Shouts we, to Larry. Yeah, actually, I actually have a Larry Overstreet Oh, do you? Oh, you got that one. That's like my, my favorite. I, I got to represent that one, the man. Yeah. We didn't make it's the, the one with the, I guess, uh, candy skulls or sugar skulls thing. But it has all the different. Yeah, it's got a Calavera on there and it's yeah, got a lot of neighborhoods on there. and I've, the Different boroughs of El Paso written yeah. on Fitting into the shape of the yeah everything from stuff. Westway to Horizon. Shouts to Larry because I mean that's my boy and I always uh, yeah, try to support his man. business. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, it's good to support Larry local Overstreet. business. I call him Larry Eggroll Overstreet. Oh yeah, he makes egg rolls too, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let him know. Yeah, we, we yeah. Give a shout out. Yeah, for sure, man. Oh yeah, man. Well, you're you were born and raised here. Yeah, that's right. I was born and raised here in El Paso. I all right. I stuck to the West Side. West Side, you all know, right, and right. Um, yeah, I've been cooking for years. You know, I was influenced by my mother a lot oh, yeah. you know she got me cooking at a very young age she got me going to restaurants at a very young age you know Excellent. and uh yeah making, making mcdonald's or shit. yeah she's a little child labor you know what i mean oh, shit. <laughs> i go in there and help her bust her tables you know oh okay to help and it was, yeah and it was really Damn. cool man do you remember any of the restaurants the names oh you know i can you uh, say yeah yeah you know when i was a really really young uh kid she worked at this place way down in Canotillo and oh, it was shit. called Hall's Restaurant. That was Holy the shit. first restaurant. I haven't even heard of that one. That was the first restaurant that I had ever gone to. And <laughs> and once I once I went in, man, I fell in love with restaurants. I Cotton remember bug, huh? Yeah, I remember, man. I couldn't even see over Hall's. the pool table and, you know, going into this really excited I was really excited to go into this restaurant and, you know, big old cowboy hats, you know, boots yeah. stomping around, Damn. you know, country have music, to look into that one just those red Coca-Cola glasses, you yeah. know, oh, checkered, okay. checkered, uh, checkered tops. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're, you're not going to find anything. Yeah, I know, but that. I'm just saying, um, just the history of it. Yeah. I'm just surprised I haven't ever even heard of it. Yeah. And then also so she worked curious. at this place, uh, down the streets from that, uh, it was quite a ways down the street. Um, back in the eighties, it was La Rivera restaurant and, and that's still there. And, oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. They, did, they did traditional Mex Mexican cuisine. Donovan, and that's, right? Yeah. That's when I fell in love with like green chili and chile con queso and all that stuff. And, oh yeah. You know, I would go. Yeah. I was just there the other day. Uh, my girl likes to go there a lot. So, oh yeah. The upper Valley is awesome, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, we did some quesadillas, but they're like they're not just your average quesadillas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, that's that's Mexican comfort food for sure, man. For yeah, sure, we, that's. Uh, I don't know what else we ate enchiladas and shit like that. The sauce is really good there. Hell yeah! Now, so at what point did you, you know, decide to take the the cooking seriously? I mean, I'm talking like childhood. Do you remember some of the things you would? cook when you were kind of young well i do i do home. you know my mom i don't know how she did it man she raised six kids on her own and she was just really really busy all the time you know having to work two jobs okay. and so the summers and the weekends i was stuck there with my sisters and you know they're they're all amazing but they kind of <laughs> fell short when it came to you know cooking skills <laughs> So that's how I survived, so man. I, well, I had to, I had to cook for the family <laughs> yeah. at a really young age. Damn. And um, you know, then I eventually went to go work for my mom when she was a chef at a uh, at an old folks' home on the west side, mm, okay. and she would let me come on and and do my own recipes. Holy and shit. when she saw me uh, getting down, you know, she really started pushing me. And then eventually, you know, I started uh, going off on my own and cooking in old school restaurants and here in El Paso, I'm talking Jackson's, La Hacienda. I'm talking all of those old school El Paso staples. Okay. And then, uh, and then, I remember Jackson's. and then when around the time when I met Colton, just a little bit, that's when I, sure. yeah, thanks man. That's when I really started to get into it. You know, I started working at this place called the table restaurant, which is now, yeah, uh, and this craves in that space, mm. but it's, it's right next to the West end. Yeah. Right there the in Cincinnati. Table, you're right. And mm -hmm. so back then we, we, you know, Colton and I, um, 
we kind of ran the show there. Yeah. You know, along with That's the team the owner, yeah, Eddie yeah. Provenzo. He's he's a. Uh, you know, he used yeah. to work there as well. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no idea. Yeah, you know, Eddie, drummer Eddie. So we were working there, and uh, she gave me a lot of license to do um, my own stuff. And, nice. and I really started to to dig it. And uh, and then I started taking it a lot more seriously. And I went to culinary school. Oh, yeah. I even left to go work at one of the country clubs so I can learn a little bit more about the cuisine before I went to culinary school so I didn't, you know, show up and not know anything about yeah. it. So then uh, that was 2008, I believe, 2007, 2008. I went to Le Cordon Bleu in Austin. Oh, shit. Yeah, and then so I went there and I graduated from Le Cordon Bleu, Austin. I did my internship at the Driscoll Hotel which is on yeah. 6th Street. Mm -hmm. It's this real big gothic-y hotel, mm -hmm. and it's the longest-running hotel in, in Texas. Oh, for real? So, yeah, a lot of history there. You know, the culture that I was exposed to, you know, got me even more into the restaurant industry. And, you know, since then, that's all I've been doing is, is cooking. And um, I chose this career because it gives me the freedom to be creative and to do whatever I want. Yeah. And, you know, and I've been blessed to have some really awesome opportunities recently. But if I don't, uh, you know, like restaurants or, or like the way the, the you know, business is going down, I just, you know, I have the freedom to get up and leave if, if I want to. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those Damn. things that, you know, I, I really worked very hard to get so, to the skill level that I'm at. Yeah. So I... You know, how many, uh, how long does it take to, does it, how does that work? Just for those that don't know, like myself, as far as, do you get a degree or do you have to be there for a certain amount of time? How does that work? Well, it helps. I mean, the business side. How long, were you, how long were you there for? Well, I was there for uh, two years. Okay. A little bit over two years, maybe. And, um, you know, learning the business side of it, the human resources side of oh, it, it's super important. It's yeah, super important. Okay. You just don't go and start cooking you know, you have to you have to understand what your margins are, what the costs involved with, oh, the, with okay, what you're okay. doing are, you know, and then you start to learn the techniques and the seasonality and the history of the cuisine. Yeah. That way you have a foundation that you can build on. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay, so a couple years there. Now, you know, one of the things that you were telling me is, uh, you know, the travels, just, just like I talked about in the intro. Mm -hmm. When did that start? Or let me talk, let's talk. So it was, because uh, I know you mentioned earlier you used to work at... Uh, 150 right yeah i was the, uh, yeah I was, was that after the cordon bleu or no or yeah that was after okay. that was after Talk about that for a little bit and so well um so i really pushed um brunch okay. in any restaurant that i've ever worked at you know and uh that's something that you know, I could practice my French cuisine. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of French restaurants in El Paso. Maybe there's a couple now, but uh, back, yeah, then when right. I was, back then yeah. when I was cooking, there, was in, um, there wasn't a lot of French uh, restaurants that I can cook at. So I would create these brunch programs. And so I got the opportunity to work at uh, 150 Sunset through uh, Marion Peter Lee, one of my uh, friends that just got married. He moved to Africa. Oh, shit. He's, yeah, he used to be the chef at the Mustard Seed. He's a really, really awesome cat. Anyway, so he uh, he got me in there, and um, I did a couple of events, and then next thing you know, they offered me the executive chef position. And so we started doing weddings and banquets, and they have this amazing hall there, and I got to create 
the wedding menus, oh, and, and I got to do the tastings for the brides and for the families and go in and, you know, customize a menu for them and, and then do it times 150, times 200, whatever it took. Yeah. And uh, the owners of that place, you know, they were amazing. They gave us anything that we needed, you know, to set us up for success. And, nice. and they gave me the creative freedom, and, you know, there hadn't been a really good... Um, restaurant established in that neighborhood we're able to go out there and and do it i mean we're cooking brunch and i was working there for uh, i think it was about two years and then um i had kind of uh had a transition in my life and uh at that point you know i i left and then i've met um marco olivares who is the executive chef at the El Paso Country Club. Okay. And at that time, he was 23 years old. Holy shit. Yeah, and he was on, um, he was a member of the uh, World Culinary Olympics uh, (laughs) USA squad. Yeah, so, I mean, this guy was a serious talent from CIA Hyde Park, New York, and which is the best school hands down in the country. I mean, it's like Hogwarts for chefs, man. This guy was a child prodigy back then. I mean, he's, yeah, he's grown into it now, but, um, but yeah, he, he, uh, he was just amazing. He saw, he saw that I had a little bit of talent. So he went out, he went to the Hamptons and, uh, and then the next season he called me and he said, Hey man, you need to come up here. And so I got the opportunity to go to the Hamptons. Let the let the listeners all let the listeners know what the Hamptons are. So the Hamptons are um, at the at the end of Long Island. The East End is what they call it, and so New York. So yeah, you got your uh, you got your high society uh, New York cats okay. going and having their summer homes there in the Hamptons. Yeah. I mean, you you've got this one road called Lily Pond Lane, and and everybody lives on that road. You got uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, you know David Letterman. Damn. I mean, we're talking, we're it's talking high level a lot shit. of heavy hitters. Yeah. And when he told me about it, I just, you know, I couldn't really believe that I was going to be going, you know. And so, it's it's just um, a very very beautiful area, very seasonal, very seasonal. You know, half the town shuts down in the winter time, but during the summertime, yeah. You know, once uh, the kids get out of school, people go to their summer homes. I mean, a Monday night, a Monday night, a Tuesday night in peak season is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We're we're doing maybe 600 covers, maybe 700 covers a night. And, you know, we're just turning and burning. And it's super. Covers is just the people. Covers covers is is the amount of of people, amount of people. Okay, okay. That we um, feel free know. to put the water on the table. Oh, thank you so well. much, man. I'm bumping my gums a little bit too much there. I gotta <laughs> anyway. So, no so yeah, there's um, it's a lot of volume, a lot of volume. But with that said, it's very high end, super local cuisine. You know, we have the scallops coming in, they're still twitching. I mean, oh, everything is super fresh. There's no fishy smell. You know, it's, it's a Mediterranean restaurant, it's a little boutique hotel, and it's, um, yeah, it's a Mediterranean uh, theme. So the food is super fresh, yeah, super like- healthy, and we do a lot of it. We're doing these, um, 
we're doing these huge steaks. We're doing <clears throat> lobsters. We're doing scallops. You know, sea bass. We're doing halibuts. These awesome cold compositions. You know, and, and it was just. I mean, it was culinary heaven for me. Sounds like it, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I felt very, very blessed. And, um, you know, they even let me take my uh, my family over there oh, for real? Uh, okay. during the season. And, and my daughter, you know, got to splash around in the ocean and cruise uh, around in the Hamptons, you know. The last couple of years, yeah, she really, really, uh, she really dug it, you know. And, um, yeah, it's just... Uh, it's just an amazing uh, part of the country. Unfortunately, it's only open for four months out of the year. See, I know that. I know that. I've yeah. heard of the Hamptons, but I know it was like a seasonal thing. Yeah, and uh, you're really in demand. They pretty much own you once you once you commit. You know, oh, you're there. Real? You're working. There. You're working six days a week, and we're doing about twelve hour shifts. You know, if Dang. there's an event, you're doing sixteen hours. Holy shit! And it's very very cutthroat. And, you know, we had a great team. And uh, we also got the opportunity to recruit some some people from El Paso and take them up there right. and share oh, yeah. that you experience that. with yeah, them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, have a little bit more, have, have some El Paso influence in the, yeah. in the kitchens. And the family meals were just wonderful. And, uh, you know, we, it was... You a, said, uh, you had mentioned that you... Uh, well, you already mentioned some names, but you mentioned you serve some celebrities, right? Because I know we talked so, on the phone, listeners. So you know, just so you know, we uh, you know, we talked about what we're going to talk about, and one of the things that obviously people want to know about is celebrities, and that. So yeah, so whatever you can tell us on that front, you know, would be dope. Well, you know, since I'm a cook, they kept me in the back, right? Yeah, so we're, yeah. we're not going out there. Yeah, you're not shaking hands and, and talking hands and stuff. Rub, but you know, but I, you, I did get to. You know, cook for them, and um, you know, on one of the uh, one of these last occasions, um, I sent a steak out to Scarlett Johansson's table. Damn! So Scar Joe had been there the season before, also. And I got yeah, to cook yeah. her some chicken then. But anyway, this past time, she told uh, the uh, waitress to tell me that that was the best steak that she has ever had in her life. Damn. And, you know, the chef and I were high-fiving each other. You know, he had... Shouts to Scar Joe. Yeah, Scar, <laughs> yeah, Scar Joe's not a vegetarian. She's, not a vegetarian. <laughs> She's so a meat cool. eater. So, oh, yeah. yeah, and then, the well, the first season, uh, I think the the coolest thing was Robert De Niro. Damn. You know, Robert De Niro goes in there. And Never he, heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Yeah, are you still trying to get through the Irishman? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so Robert De Niro's there, and uh, he orders a lamb dish. Now, there's, uh, man, I, I'll, I'll try to paint this picture the best Please. I can, yeah. but, you know, it's a very, very intense service. And, you know, the chef is screaming at us. We have to oh, be man. very, very, we have to pay very close attention to what comes in, that way we can have it ready, because once he asks for it, we have to give it to him within five minutes. Holy shit. So um, I had a very, very difficult station, and I was in charge of the grill, and we're talking, it's 150 degrees in my in my zone, easily 150 degrees, you know, peak summer, and in the middle of service, you know, if, if the stress can't get any worse, they're like, okay, Robert De Niro's out there. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. What is he going to order? And of course he orders something from off of my station. Oh, shit. And so it was, an, it was a lamb dish and, um, you know, it was some double cut lamb chops with a, uh, 
with a uh, Moroccan ratatouille, you know, very, very fresh composition, a nice lamb reduction for the sauce. And, uh, man, I was sweating, and I was just trying not to fuck it up, trying not to, <laughs> trying not to back everybody else up because, you know, to be a good teammate, you have to have your food up in the window when everybody else does just yeah. so everybody's food can hit the table fresh and you know uh it, it's it's a difficult pickup you know you got to get that protein perfect whatever temperature they want it and so i made the dish the best that i can and i really really focused in and i sent it out and within the i mean it must have been two to four minutes into him eating the dish he ordered another one. Holy shit. And so I had to get that one out and ready <laughs> also. Yeah, so liked it. I, I, yeah, I hope he did. And uh, another really cool story about that season was Daniel Hum, Chef Daniel Hum. Hmm. Uh, he had at the time. Tell me who that is. Yeah, oh, you're about to. Okay. Yeah, he <laughs> had at the time, he had the number one restaurant in the world on the list of uh, the 50 best <clears throat> restaurants. And oh, so, shit. yeah, it was really cool cooking for Daniel Hum. A lot of pressure as well. And, uh, yeah, he had the best yeah, restaurant that year. Yeah, he does so, what you do. So, typically, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, you could even say he was the best chef in the world at the okay. time. And uh, so he goes in there and he has a restaurant in the Hamptons as well mm. around that time. It was 11 Madison Park uh, Summer House. So, um he had his crew with him, and they're right. talking. They're talking Hamptons. They're talking about the restaurant. They're talking about what they're gonna do, and they chose our restaurant to go and sit there and do that. And he loved it. You know, I cooked him uh, a nice uh, twenty-two ounce uh, bone-in ribeye, mm. and with this amazing butter compound on there to finish yeah. it and make it nice and buttery. And uh, he loved it so much. He came to the back uh, and he took a picture with all of us and. Yeah. He even came back two weeks later with his Damn. wife and ordered the exact same thing. So <laughs> Damn, I was, that, that was, was really awesome. That says that a lot. Like, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> there, was a lot of, there was a lot of celebrities going in there, you know, in this past year. It wasn't any different. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of pressure. And, and once, you, once you cook on that level, you know, there's, um, there's, not, there's nothing that is going to, you know, kind of frazzle you, or yeah. it's it's really good conditioning, you know, mentally and physically, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and uh, you know, techniques wise, and learning how to be prepared and stuff. It's just done wonders for my career working in that environment. Oh yeah, and um, you know, in between uh, seasons, I also had the uh, the opportunity to cook in New York's West Village mm. for a really famous chef his name was uh, or his name is jonathan waxman and the restaurant's name was barbudo i got the opportunity to cook at barbudo thanks to my boy uh lawson odom who i went to culinary school with in austin and he was a a cook there and uh nice. in new york city and i i always wanted the opportunity to cook in the city and test myself on the line and see if i can hang with those guys and you know it was uh, it was pretty much like here, yeah. you know, you know, a bunch of Mexicans back there messing around, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cooking some good food. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we got to, thanks to Lawson, I got to cook for Jonathan Waxman, who had uh, an open kitchen 
and he, he even had a chef's table right there next to the line. So that was a lot of pressure. And he did uh, California style um, Italian cuisine. And he was doing a farewell to his restaurant because he had shut down Barbudo. Oh, okay. And um, so a lot of the cooks were jumping ship and it was hard for him to get people to go in there and uh, kind of close it out with him. So before, before going uh, to the Hamptons this past season, I was able to go and cook in uh, New York City. And it was so awesome cooking there. And I'm there. Like it. yeah, I'm there. I'm there cooking, prepping downstairs. And Jonathan Waxman walks in with Mark M- Murphy, who's one of the uh, who's one of the um, he's a restaurateur in, okay. in New York City, and he's a he's a, a judge on uh, Chopped. Oh, so I don't know if show? you watch. Yeah, I don't no, know if you watch I've Food, heard of it. food yeah. Network, but yeah, Mark Murphy was, was there. Sure, and, right you know, just just down. Good there. to hear those names, man. Like now, I have to go put the face to it. Don't worry, man. I'll show you some pictures. All right. Oh, you got some pictures? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Jonathan Waxman, he, he, was, um, he was just amazing. Just a little bit of his, his knowledge, a little bit of his critiques really helped me a lot, too. And, you know, I'm cooking this food. I'm cooking this menu, and he's never seen me before. He walks by my station, and he says, you know, a little less garlic, a little bit more olive oil, a little bit more lemon. You know, just simple little critiques yeah. like that okay. really helped me, um, you know, perfect my, you know, my food. And. You know, well, I shouldn't say perfect, you know, so, you know, you're always trying to get better. You're always trying to perfect the craft. But but I really, I really appreciate all the feedback that he gave me as well. If you get a little closer and closer to that every elusive perfection. Yeah, man, you're as a chef, you're really never satisfied with your product. But, you know, it's um, you you try, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so where else, man? Where else have you have you cooked as far as city states? Well, I got to yeah, I got to cook in um, in Austin as well. Um, after the season, yeah. uh, after Labor Day, I went to uh, to Austin, and uh, like I said, uh, uh, Colton and and Natalie oh, they Colton. put me yeah they yeah. put me up uh, last year, and I got to uh, I got to go do some really awesome work there, and then this past season. Um, I was staying with uh, my buddy Lawson, and I got to uh, cater Formula One. We got oh, to do shit. some stuff for AC, during ACL, nice. and the Formula One gig was amazing, amazing. I don't know if you've ever been to a Formula One nah. race, but man, these cars, they sound like jets. And, yeah, I heard it's And there's loud. people coming in from all around the world, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you get access to the garages, and you get access to the behind the scenes, and the catering company was a uh, company from Austria, oh, so I got to get yelled at by uh, Austrian <laughs> chefs in a different language, so that was pretty cool. They actually stuck me with the pastry team, so I got to, you know, sharpen up some pastry skills and see hell some yeah. new pastry things. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And pastry is not, it's not that's, you know, that's on as uh area of expertise you know i i just like to eat them so, <laughs> so it's cool to have a couple of uh, tricks up my sleeve in the oh, pastry yeah. department Add as well to the arsenal and shit where yeah. else where else well or oh, was man. that it for austin no well austin yeah austin was really awesome um i i also got the opportunity to go up to pittsburgh and okay. do some do a little dinner party there uh, I have some friends up there. Um, oh, they're from El Paso. Oh, for real? Yeah, Barbara and Jason. Yeah, they they moved up to Pittsburgh, and oh. Pittsburgh's just an amazing city, Shit, man. Been there. You would love it. Yeah. You would love it. They have the 
these really, really cool, you know, gothic buildings. And we went to this um, church that they converted into a brewery. And, oh, shit. Yeah, they're brewing like, we're right, on the, we're we're brewing right on the altar. And we're like, we're, um, we're taking herbs and stuff from the garden. And, Damn. you know, it was really cool to cook in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're doing some really good work up there, flipping houses and stuff like that. Oh, so, nice. yeah, it's, nice. yeah, so we're it's good to hear. Yeah, man, El, El Paso's El Paso's got a lot of um, a lot of talented folks here, man. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, shit. Well, I still got some more questions and stuff. Yeah, most but all definitely. this food talk we got, you know, it's making me hungry, man. I know oh, you brought man. listeners, camera, and listeners, audio only. He brought, uh, you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna cook on the spot here. And yeah, I, I can't yeah. Pronounce why not? What he said he was gonna. Why make. not? You know. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I don't you know just. I'm, I'm not all. Yeah, I'm not all talk, man. I back my shit up, man. I'll cook right here. I, I was gonna wait till the end, but I was like, yeah. you know what? I can't take it anymore, man. So no, gotta, man. What, what you're from you you're from El Paso, man. You gotta you gotta back your shit up, man. I will take you to the basketball court and whoop your ass. That too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, and dude. I will, you know, and and I will cook right here for yeah, you right now. It's gonna so happen. It's gonna so happen. what I'm gonna do is a uh, I'm gonna do a um, chicken cassoulet. Okay. So chicken cassoulet is a nice. Um, French dish, you know, right. just is this is this is just something my table to yours, man. Right. I cook this for my family like tonight for okay. dinner, so um, it's a it's a stew and it's got some fresh veggies, you know, some Hell some yeah. sausage, you know, some organic chicken, and um, you know, very appropriate for the day. Like you said, it's yeah. it's raining outside. Yeah. You know, you have to have some really awesome, and I'll give you the play-by-play just in case yeah. at home you guys want to know how to make chicken cassoulet. You yeah, know, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. hurt to have Definitely. a couple of uh, soup dishes in your arsenal. Point so. the mic that way, and I'll get the yeah, camera most definitely, man, out there pointing in that direction, man. You want to get started now? Hell yeah, man! Let's oh, do yeah, it. Yeah. All right, all right. Let me get the camera going. And... This way, listeners, that way they can, they can pick up our voices, listeners. David's washing his hands. I'm going to get the camera pointed over here. Camera slash cell phone. Trunk. 
So what we're going to do is chicken cassoulet, which is kind of old school French style stew. So I have some uh, olive oil blend here in this hot pan. And so I want to let that oil heat up, let it shimmer before I add my vegetables. So this dish is composed of chicken, um, a few root vegetables, some kale, herbs, carrots. It's fantastic. Uh, no alum for you today. Is that how you pronounce it? I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. If usually if you're allergic to alum, you're allergic to onions, shallots, leeks. So I avoided that for you today. So yeah, now I got my my oil starting to shimmer a little bit, and so I'm gonna add my vegetables. So I have some pre-cut vegetables in here. I have some potatoes, I got some carrots, we got some red beets. I just like to do the red beets for color. Uh, usually you can put some celery in here, leeks. I don't like celery and, All right, and right. you know, you're allergic to uh, to leeks, so we're not gonna so we're not gonna put that in there. So let's start off with the vegetables. Oh that's what I was trying to get. That sizzling sound. So at home, when you hear that sound, you know that you're on the right track. So what I like to do first is get my vegetables coated with oil and then just kind of let it sit there. Now forgive me if a carrot flies off. get it nice and coated and then let it sit there my heat is screaming so I'm gonna turn it down a little bit so like I said uh, potatoes carrots and beets I'm gonna start off there and I just want to kind of soften that up and then I'm gonna add some pork sausage to it yeah, and the pork sausage, what it's going to do is it's going to give it another another layer of fat and uh, it's going to kind of give it that animal essence that you like in a really good soup. If you're vegetarian, this is not your dish. Cover your eyes. Yeah, sorry. Put some, and everything is organic. It just tastes better and it's better for you. You know, don't get us, don't get me started about conventional food. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and Anna really got me into uh, eating uh, organic food. You know, yeah, like you said, cleaner. I feel great, man. When I was uh, working at 150 Sunset, I was I was uh, weighing over 300 pounds, man. So yeah, so I really had to um, work on that and you know cook better food. So once I started, I started doing that, man. I just I feel better, and now I can, you know, get through those tough seasons, those tough summers, man. Cooking in the kitchen is very physical, very labor intensive. It looks like you know, yeah, man. It's not all glamorous and, and glorious, man. You gotta really, 
you got to really sweat it out. You know, you come, heat. Yeah, yeah it, it, it takes a toll on your body. So I, I don't understand how these younger cats can, you know, go out the night before and booze it up and everything else that they do and then and then go to work. You know, I got the magic word younger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, you got to go in sound body, sound mind, man. If not, you're just a hazard to yourself and everybody else yeah, in the kitchen the part, yeah. and to the customer as well. Man. Up your team. Exactly. And the customer is foremost as well. Yeah, so I'm softening up my vegetables. We're going to get a nice color because of these red beets. These red beets will start to leak off some some color and kind of coat the sausage, turn it pink a little bit. I love colorful food. You know, you eat with your eyes as well. You know, so cooking is very sensual. You know, you see it, you smell it, and then you taste it. And uh, you know, it's just an awesome experience if you can if you can incorporate some of those techniques into your dish. That way, you're not just like you know having just like different shades of yellow and orange and stuff like that. I hate that. So yeah, no, that's gonna cook a little bit. And I'm actually gonna turn it up here. So. People always ask me, oh, well, how long does it take? You know, and that's one of the things that we used to uh, talk about in culinary school. Is it's, it's ready when it's ready. Yeah. You know, you really got to use your senses. You got to smell it. You got to taste it. You got to take the product out and put it in your mouth, see if it's al dente or not. You know, you don't want it to be too mushy. You know, you don't want it to be, um, you want everything to be nice and consistent. Consistency promotes flavor. Yeah, man, let's, let's try this while you're doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll keep talking. Yeah, uh, sure. What are, your, what are some of your, uh, your specialties with gluten? Well, I love seasonal food. And it just depends on what's available um, when I'm cooking, you know? Okay. Uh, today we go to the market and they had all these root vegetables, I mean, it's winter time, you know, um, they're always growing kale somewhere, you know, so I got yeah. some kale, and it's cold outside, you know, so I got some nice, a nice stew, you know, would be appropriate. Um, like I said, I study um, classical French cuisine, so I like to use a lot of those techniques, and uh, which are refined techniques, and build on those so it just really depends I mean I've, I love all kinds of food um, I'm not one of those chefs that just really stick to one type of food you know in the summertime I'm cooking Mediterranean food you know in the springtime I was cooking Italian food and in the fall I was doing you know just Texas food oh yeah man you know variety the spice of life yeah te Texas got its own cuisine of course, grew up around Mexican food my whole life, growing up here in Chuco Town. So, I mean, you, you can't fool the masses here in El Paso. Everybody knows about Mexican food, and they'll tell you, they'll let you know, like, hey man, this, this isn't spicy enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 true, true. Oh, uh, yeah. Shit, I'm gonna go into the, let me just check. I know we got a couple of Facebook questions. Sure. So, are we live or something? Nah. No, nah, this is pre-recorded. 
While you do that, I'm going to start seasoning my first layer. Yeah, we got a couple of questions, man. And listeners, real quick, so the video is going to look dope because he's cooking on the spot. I got the phone, so I apologize if the sound is a little different because we're moving the mics. This is the first for Sweet Jesus Radio, which is really cool. So you're in for a treat, but you know our voices are kind of all over the place. I'm gonna try my best with the editing and to get that uh, sounding good. But we do uh, appreciate your your patience with that. Uh, this isn't really a question, but the homie Colton that we were talking about, you kind of already talked about it a little bit. He was just asking to for me to ask you about the time that you you know stayed with him when you were out there doing your thing. Yeah. So um, I just added some uh, white wine vinegar, by the way, okay. to kind oh, of yeah. glaze a little All bit. Right. And you can hear it in the back. And when I was there at Colton's place, um, it was super, super awesome. I mean, him and Natalie, they're so hospitable, and they're from El Paso, too. I mean, Colton, originally, he's from Kansas City. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, he's he's in El Paso. Casey Moe. For sure. Oh, yeah, he definitely was here long enough to... Yeah, so we had a lot of fun. I, I got to spend um, Christmas there with them, and uh, Christmas morning, I got to cook oh, a nice brunch. We did some uh, goat cheese stuffed blintz, which is, which is uh, it's like a French dish. It's um, it's crepes, stuffed crepes. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, and then we would always do El Paso-style tacos, you know, for the football games and stuff like that. You know, he was, uh, he's an amazing, like I said, an amazing talent. And, you know, he's got a job out there, an overnight job out there at a cafe. I believe it's called Epoch Cafe. And uh, he was an amazing barista. You know, he would make awesome coffee every morning. And, you know, this is winter in Austin. So very, very gloomy, very rainy weather. And so we used to cook some really warm meals in his place. Shout to the homie Colton. Yeah, yeah just check out his music. I mean, if you can just find it on there, I'll just look under Undead and Secret Levels. Just I have to make sure I plug that because I used to manage him. The, you know, Space Camp Death one of the One of the illest MCs out there. He is a super ill MC. He's doing yeah, live shows. A really, really awesome intense. job. Yeah, I, I got to go to his, uh, to his New Year's party. They did... Um, they did a 2001 theme at Hotel Vegas last year. Okay. And so what they did was they got a lot of local bands to kind of cover some of the bands that were like very popular back then. So you had your like Britney oh, Spears. I think you I saw him mention Daft that. Punk. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he did Outcast. Oh shit! So, all right, yeah, that all right, was really all right. Cool. Hell yeah! Shouts to Nat as well. And um, okay, so I'm gonna move on, man. We have a, not a question per se, but the homegirl Cat Alanis. She says, sure. that's my homie, best chef and best food I've ever had. Oh, thanks, Kat. And, yeah, it's made by David, she says. So that's just a you know, quick shots to Kat. And then the other question, the last that's question, Michael. is actually it's from Jessica Markgraf, Jessica Silka Markgraf. Awesome. Uh, she's so a big fan of the show. She has no choice because that's my girlfriend. <laughs> but uh, she knows her way around the kitchen. and. Awesome. She has a and couple chicken. questions, two and one, it looks like here. She says, what is the most exotic food you have eaten and cooked? Okay. Also, what is your comfort food? Maybe even a guilty pleasure type of food? You wouldn't want the... Oh, this is uh, easy. A guilty pleasure type of food that you wouldn't want the foodies see you making slash eating? 
Okay, let's answer that question first. All so, right. you can catch me at the Good Luck Cafe. Oh, yeah, that's my spot. <laughs> I love that Sitting there at the counter, just watching these guys make awesome diner-style Mexican food. Oh, yeah. You know, and I love me a good plancha burger. You know, they have the, they have the uh, burger down to a science over there oh, yeah. at Good Luck Cafe. They have amazing menudo. Oh, yeah, the menudo. And that, all that food is super nostalgic for me. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, you can go in there and burn your mouth on the salsa and chat it up with the cooks. And I just love that ambiance there at the Good Luck Cafe. So that's, that's my guilty pleasure. Okay. And um, as far as exotic food, you know, I don't go... Um, Searching for exotic ingredients, but something that uh, a couple years ago I had the opportunity to cook and to learn to make dim sum, hmm. which was amazing. Are you familiar with dim sum? I've heard of it. So not uh, there's not too many dim sum restaurants I'm here in El Paso. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's those. Have you ever seen those uh, bamboo baskets with the dumplings inside? That sounds familiar. Yeah, so so what it is, it's um, it's a dump, it's a dumpling type of dish, right? It's yeah, it's, dumpling it's, it's dumplings, and okay. uh, yeah, I've seen pictures of it. And yeah, it's you traditionally they have it with tea in the Japanese tea houses okay. uh, in Silk Road, long time ago. Uh, I'm sorry, Chinese. Uh, they used to do they used to do uh, dim sum, and so I got the opportunity to learn how to make soup dumplings. Oh shit. Now, this is something that is super, super technical. Now, I'm going pretty good here in this pan. So what I'm gonna do now, I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna add these um, navy beans, some white beans. I'm gonna add some white beans to it. And then I'm gonna add my organic chicken stock. And then I'm gonna put it on to simmer for a while, and then we can talk a little bit more. Oh yeah, all right. But yeah, this is gonna melt together. Dang, the broth is gonna reduce, bring all these flavors together. We've got our layers of flavor in there with the vegetables, the sausage. I deglazed with some vinegar, added the beans, added the, uh, the organic chicken, and so now this is just gonna sit here for a while. I gotta control my heats because I'm a good chef. He's humble too. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I worked my ass off to get here. So um, yeah, I'm just gonna let that simmer for a little while, and then I'll revisit this here uh, when I start getting that Damn. sense that this is uh, getting closer to being ready. So. The ingredients are chopped and cooked ahead of time, and now I'm just putting them in a uh, yeah. putting them in a broth and kind of letting it all come together. Since I use my phone to record, you got to take a couple of close-up pictures with your phone for me. That way, you can send them to oh, me. Oh yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Yeah, listeners, so been known make sure to, to take some pictures. Make sure of food, to uh, okay. Yeah, make sure to you know if you know any know anybody that wants to advertise on the show let them know hit me up that way we can get some of that money and get into some real cameras here and some better lighting uh or if you want to donate yeah, even better you know um oh yeah man it, I, I some of my equipment is actually from a gofundme so just a real quick opportunity to thank you guys for for that those who donated 
But uh, okay, cool. Yeah, so we're gonna let awesome that... things have humble beginnings. Hell yeah. So. Video okay, so quick. right now, listeners, I'm, I got uh, David taking a picture and a video, just kind of more close up of what he's cooking. Chicken cassoulet. Chicken cassoulet. Classical. I keep trying to, I'm afraid to say the second part. <laughs> cassoulet. <laughs> Once I see it spelled out, if I see it in text form, then it'll stick. Cassoulet. It, yeah, it doesn't look like what it sounds like. <laughs> it smells amazing, too. Hell yeah. Thank you. That reminds me. A little bit of time for fragrance. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, I'm going to slide back on over here if you don't mind. Cool. All right, listeners, so we're going to get back behind the mics here. So, yeah, back to exotic food. We were talking about basically addressing the questions and again uh, talking about exotic food in the, pro in the middle of answering that question. Yeah, so I think that uh, for me it was very, very exotic, you know, taking on that project and um, there was a dim sum, uh, well, it was, a, it was a farm to table Chinese restaurant and, uh, in Austin and um, dim sum, the dim sum program. Uh, needed a little bit of work, so I got to work with this amazing uh, chef consultant, uh, whose name his name was Tian, and uh, he, he used to be a par partner at Mama Fugo in uh, New York City, one of David Chang's partners, and so I got to learn how to make dim sum from him, and also the company sent me uh, back up to New York uh, to this um, uh, restaurant. I was called Northern Tiger, oh, and I got to learn how to make uh, soup dumplings mm. from that that chef, and her her name was Helen, and it was an amazing and humbling experience for me because dim sum is its own cuisine, you know, and I had such a difficult time with it, and it was such a challenge. So to get that recipe right and be able to bring it back and, and take it back to Austin and and share it with that place. That was a, a real awesome accomplishment for me, and it was just super hard. So if you're not familiar with um, soup dumplings or the Shaolin Bao. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you know what I forgot to do? To readjust the camera. Oh, yeah. Go for it, man. We gotta continue, man. So, uh, I'm standing right in front of the camera. Sorry about that. We'll hopefully, we'll edit that out. Yeah, so it's a soup dumpling. I mean, it's got uh, a pork skin soup inside of it and it's also it also has this pork uh meat mixture with ginger and scallions and um it's got some uh let me i can't remember the name of the uh i think it's shaoxing vinegar and it's got uh you know some vegetables in there it's amazing and it was very hard to do because uh if you think about a soup dumpling, it has soup inside. So how do you get the soup inside? So what we had to do was make a pork skin soup. And so it had so much gelatin and so much collagen after you render yeah. all of that out of the, uh, the pork skin. 
when it gets cold, it solidifies to like yeah. gummy worm consistency. Oh, so the process for that was very labor intensive and it was very tedious. And a lot of restaurants don't do that. There's one restaurant here that I've heard of that does uh, the Shaolin Bao. So um, if you look up XLB or soup dumplings, uh, you can probably find that um, here in El Paso, but maybe not. But you have to get these uh, this consistency on this pork skin soup right. And, I mean, it was a nightmare. The soup has to be rendered for six hours. And then you Damn. and then you strain it, and then you put it into the um, you put it into some big hotel pans, and put it into these high-powered walk-in refrigerators. And uh, overnight, it would chill, and it would get super, super thick, like you know, gummy worm consistency. And then would cut it into strips, and then we would um, would grind it. Damn. And then uh, on the other, while we were doing that, we were grinding down our pork butt and soaking it in water for 24 hours and what that would do is it would extract the blood Dang. and then give the pork a nice clean flavor and then we'd you know strain that out and let that drip for a day so it can be completely dry labor then, intensive like a mother yeah man i i, I ain't even halfway there we do the <laughs> um we do uh, pork fat as well cut that into strips and then grind that up so you're mixing this um ground pork meats with uh, pork fat, ginger, scallion, shaoxing vinegar, and then all these spices. And then you're, um, you're also mixing it together with the ground pork skin gelatin until you, and there's a certain ratio and it the consistency is a very, very central process. You have to look at, you know, what the consistency of, of the filling is. Mm -hmm. And then, um, of course, there's the crimping and the dough. Now, the dough was super, super hard, very, very difficult, and it's just water and flour. Mm. But it's just a certain type of flour, and you have to be, like I said, you have to use all your senses, and it has to be the right consistency. And then the rolling them, the crimping them, I couldn't do myself. You know, they had, they had um, some really awesome dumpling rollers do that part. So you take this filling in and then you put it into the dough and, you know, you do this really, really awesome design and then you freeze it. And then when you put in those bamboo baskets and steam it, um, you have the soup inside. So, you know, having to put that into pro to production for a high volume restaurant was an awesome accomplishment. And uh, that Dang. was a really, yeah, that was a really good, uh, <laughs> that was a really, I, you know, I had, I didn't even think we were going to talk about this. I, f I forgot to mention that part, but yeah, yeah I got to go into uh, to New York City and stay in Washington Heights and, um, you know, take the train to, to dumpling practice. It was cool. Holy shit. <laughs> man, you've had a, an interesting life there, man. Yeah, Be yeah. Eventful. Super interesting. Like I said, listeners, obviously, I said it earlier, but you can tell he knows what he's talking about. Now, how long does this yeah. process take? And listeners, I'm, I'm uh, referring to the dish that he's uh, working on at the moment. Well, chicken cassoulet, I like to um, I like to go by the viscosity of the broth. So when we have a nice uh, kind of thicker broth, it's it'll be ready. Okay. So so we don't really... So you just kind of go... Yeah, I don't go by time. Way. I yeah, just kind of keep an eye on it. it. Okay, okay, okay. Hell yeah. All right, man. So I'm trying to think here. All right. So just in general, is there any other adventures that you, you know, 
want to share with us that you've uh, experienced? Because, of course, we're all about stories. You've already shared several. But, you know, we're kind of going towards the end here, wrapping up. We're about an hour in. Which oh, is, wow, man. Which is it just flew by like it's known to do on Sweet Jesus Radio. Uh, anything else you want to share, or just in general, anything else you want to uh, share with the listeners before we wrap up? You know, I, I've really um, been able to embrace the uh, the local culture here in El Paso. You know, after being in it, you know, so long, you know, I really, really wanted to get out, you know, and, and yeah. now that I've been out there, you know, I, I really want to be here again. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And uh, so it's, so I'm been grateful uh to everybody that's helped me out and um to the people that have given me opportunities to cater for them or do pop-ups and at their properties or invite me onto their radio shows you know these things are are really awesome for me and uh i really want to have my own restaurant one day hopefully here in el paso you know um that way i can uh share everything that i've learned um on the road and cooking in these different areas and so that's why i like doing these pop-ups because this particular pop-up is going to be very special because of all these experiences that i've had over the past couple of years and learning these different cuisines and these different techniques from these amazing chefs i get to um, put it all together on one menu and offer it to people here in el paso which is really awesome hell yeah okay shit man i mean i don't see why not so you know be on the lookout for for david's restaurant at some point here hopefully oh yeah man it's it's a it's gonna be a process but you know that's something that i've always wanted to have if you know me personally you know that that's what i want do you uh do you ever kind of promote? I know you're on some some of the social media, but do you ever kind of use that to promote anything, or do you just kind of keep it on a personal level? Or do you have a page where you do just the food stuff? Because I mostly only see you uh, through Facebook. Yeah, that's that's um that's something that you know maybe I'll start working on okay. pretty soon okay. here. You know, I just I just started messing with Instagram and like exactly. Twitter. Instagram's and perfect for what you're doing, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I get a little bit I get a little bit shy. You know, okay. posting pictures of my food. You know, I'm just like. <laughs> But uh, I, I have been known to post some food, so right, so man. yeah. But thank you for this amazing opportunity. You know, I hope you like this dish. This is like I said, a gift to you from my sure, table to man, yours. I appreciate it, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm trying to wrap this up so I can eat. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> nah, I want kidding. you. I, I want them to hear how you like the food. So let me yeah, let me too. let me slide off real quick cool, and cool, put the cool. finishing touches on this dish. All right, do that and let and you I'll, taste it. I'll. Uh, I'll do some some yapping here while we do that. So, listeners, yeah, uh, David here, about to check on the dish. Again, one of these days we'll get multiple cameras going. Right now, it's pointing at pointing at me. But uh, all right, so it's tasting it. Okay, mm, it looks amazing from here. We're in my tiny apartment. Just so you know, listeners, I've been Historic doing it here at my apartment. Represent that. Sunset Heights. And yeah, I live in a very small apartment. I'm also gonna gonna do a little Super Bowl party down the road here. Oh shit. Down here at uh Cito's place. Are you? Yeah, he's a he's the uh, president of the Sunset Neighborhood Association. Cito. Shout out to Cito and Terry. 
I'm gonna uh, invite myself. Yeah, I'm gonna go. To, and he does the Sunday food page on on Facebook. I don't know if you ever seen the Sunday no. food page. But if you're not out. a member of Sunday, Sunday food, food page, page you should a, become one soon. I'm gonna look it up now. That way, Cito might be nice enough to invite you to our Super Bowl Sunday food extravaganza. Sunday food page. All right. Let's see here. So, would you like dark meats or white meats? What do you recommend? I, like I recommend both. the dark, man. Dark, yeah. So, yeah let's just go. Flavor, let's right? just go with the chicken thigh right here. Let's do it. So, I got a nice fatty chicken thigh right there. And so now I'm going to start to scoop some of this sausage and vegetables and broth. Try not to make too much of a mess here for you. <laughs> now, I don't like to I I found it. add a lot of salt to my food. I like to season at the end. Okay. You know, because when you're cooking a dish like this, the salt can really get condensed down mm. and make the dish super, super salty. So you can always add that later, but you can't take it out. So be That's careful true. with the salt. And so this dish is nice and colorful. You got the beets, you got the kale. Damn. And so I have it here, and now I'm gonna put the finishing touches on there. I'm gonna brighten it up all right, all with right. some parsley. Now I don't I don't like to do the uh, the salt bay kind of <laughs> finishing. Yeah, I'm more the, of like the, a the Allen Iverson finger roll type. Oh shit. So there you go. Hey, do you, actually, also, do you actually ball? Do you play basketball? Oh, yeah, man. I got a silky smooth jump shot. Oh, shit. I took a jump shot selfie over the over the uh, summer nothing but net. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, man, we should play one of these days. We're down here at Monday Park. I haven't oh, played dude, in forever, I, so I need somebody to kind of hey, push man, me. Basketball is something that you can always get into to stay healthy. And, you know, it's hard work chasing some dumb motherfucker around, you know, trying to take yeah. basketball away. So. I literally have a ball that I bought a couple years ago. I've used it once. It's there in my trunk, ready to go just in case I actually use it. Dude, that's a great idea, man. So I'm going to just put a little bit more of this fresh sea salt here. Um, also, I'm going to grab a spoon from your kitchen if you don't mind. Go for it. Ready it's going to be to the right of the sink there. Okay. There's some... Uh, my other right... The other right, yeah. I got some uh, some decent silverware, I'll say that. Yeah, so here's your, let me just taste it one more again to make sure. Isn't that fucking hot? The inside of my mouth is all, is all calloused. calloused. <laughs> man, because I'm a huge wuss when it comes to that. I oh, see. come on, man, it's cold outside. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm down, but I'm just saying... Uh, I see people, uh, you know, at work drinking coffee right out, right after they pour it, and I'm like, man, I gotta. For the most part, I'm just like, I don't know if it's just, I'm not sure what it is, but I, I think I'm just a puss. So let's take, a, let's take All a picture right. here. Yeah, let's take a picture of it. So this is chicken cassoulet. I'll take my laptop out of the shot here. Like I said, this is just dinner food, man. Oh yeah. Get you with the, let's get you with the cassoulet. Perfect, man. Oh, yeah. So go ahead, man. Taste. All and right. if you don't mind, I'm gonna pour myself a bowl too, cause go for it. I didn't eat dinner. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's 
see. Just a little salt. Mm. So what do you think? Yeah, that tastes amazing, dog. Thank you. Yeah, you can kind of taste a little bit of everything of, of you know all the ingredients in the uh, the soup part of it here. Damn, so good. Yeah, man. White beans. I've never even seen these. <laughs> See, I thought I knew my shit, man. But then again, I'm comparing myself to you. This is really good. Well, cooking is one of those things that is really awesome. You can never master it. You can never see everything. So it's always good to learn about new dishes. Mm, mm, mm. I love these headphones, man. Sound clean, right? Yeah. So listeners, yeah, we're uh, actually tasting it, eating it. Chicken cassoulet, am I saying it right? How do you spell that? i to look it up now. Yeah, you should probably look it up. Because I'm one of those nerds that likes to know how to spell what he's saying. Cassoulet. I was about to say, I, I had it right in my head. It's mm. French, so yeah, double S-O-U-L-E-T. C-A-S-S-O-U-L-E-T. Yeah, I like the beats in here, man. You usually won't find beets in cassoulet oh, but really? yeah because you know they just the color leaks everywhere Which but it's brain. so earthy yeah I, I just love beets beets are so good for you the whole thing tastes a little earthy I was, that's the perfect word for it man yeah man and um it's food like this that i'll be cooking at um 501 bistro on valentine's day so if you don't have any plans you should probably make some and uh, give uh, Candice or Anthony a call down there at at 501 and and put your name on the reservation list because it's going to be very special. Like I said, all the experiences that I've um, you know learned and and done in in uh, these past couple of years, tasting food across the country, you know everything that I've that I've uh, been working on. I'm going to try to put it into one menu that night. And share it with you. Okay, I finally got a piece of the, the sausage, which is amazing. Yeah, because I like to use a. Every once in a while, I'll make some lasagna, and I, I use Italian sausage, not just the ground beef. I, I use both. Yeah, Italian sausage is really, really diverse. You can do a lot of really cool stuff with that, especially, especially lasagna or chicken cassoulet. Or chicken cassoulet. Yeah, I had this on th um, on the menu at 150 Sunset. Oh, yeah. Briefly. I need to put that on my list, that restaurant. 150 Sunset. Yeah, I haven't been in a while, but I'm sure it's pretty good. I'm sure they still have the Hall of French toast. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, man. So, listeners, so we're going to continue eating. And... Uh, Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Well, I, I do want to say thanks again for having me on, and thank you for having this platform for us. And um, Hell yeah. I hope to see you at the opening of Galleria Lincoln, or I hope to see you at 501 this I month. I why not. Or I hope to see you at the Super Bowl party. <laughs> I'm already, I found the page, man, so. Hell yeah. What's our homie's name? Uh, Cito Negron. Okay, okay. That yeah, sounds familiar. So, yeah, he used to uh, write for El Paso Times. He works for a senator, uh, okay, okay. and um, he's the president of the Neighborhood uh, Association. And um, he's super, super into cooking. 
So, yeah, he, he knows his stuff, too. So we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be a good spread. All right, listeners. As I speak with my with wood in my mouth. Um, again, listeners, uh, I want to thank my guest, my homie David here. You're welcome, man. Uh, again, you're doing a lot of great things, man. Thank you. I'm glad uh, you reached out. Now I, now I know about the pop-ups. Hell so yeah, So I'll be definitely supporting. Aside from that, listeners, keep spreading the word. Keep sharing. Uh, that's how we keep this thing going. Like I mentioned earlier, if you know any businesses that want to advertise on the show, let me know. If you want to donate, that'll, that's going to go to equipment, cameras, just a better show in general. Uh, hosting, uh, fees, things like that. Uh, aside from that, this is Sweet Jesus Radio. Thank you for playing. Sweet Jesus Radio.